You know that technology can help you provide hospitality, but how does it all fit together? I have to be honest with you, even though I've spent most of my career working in hospitality tech, it all still feels complicated. And I'm not alone. Our guest today, Ira Volk, created a simple illustration of a hotel tech stack, all the pieces you need to run a modern hotel efficiently, and it went viral, with tens of thousands viewing it and sharing it. Ira is a former hotel operator, technology company founder, and is the author of multiple best-selling publications on hospitality tech, and she teaches students about this at San Diego State University. So stick around and hear her explain all of this to us and give us some practical advice for putting technology to work in our organizations. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. I wonder if we can talk a little bit about the hotel tech stack. You had a great illustration on LinkedIn that we'll link to in the show notes that did a good job of illustrating this. I spent a decade working in hotel tech, and I still find it somewhat hard to think about how all these pieces connect. And so your experience both as an operator, somebody in the business, and then as an educator, I think positions you really well to speak to this. Let's take a couple of moments giving our listeners a sense of what are the the big components of a hotel technology. And then we'll get into kind of, you know, maybe how that might evolve over time. But does that sound good to kick us off? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. I, I absolutely agree. It's a very, very complex, convoluted environment. And there is a reason why a lot of people in the industry, majority of the people in the industry who have been practicing uh, or who have been um, effective in our industry from the operator standpoint, vendor standpoint, or any type of role, not a lot of people actually understand how to navigate in this complex ecosystem. And at the same time, not a lot of ho- hospitality schools have a class on hospitality technology. So that's something that's, that we are definitely lacking in our industry. We are lacking knowledge and like structural instructions and structural knowledge and education about what this really is and how to deal with it and what the trends are, what the dynamics are. And um, I teach that at San Diego State University. So my students, what the funny thing is that by the end of the semester, my students understand this world, this ecosystem much better than 90% of people in the industry with a lot of experience. And I find this devastating and I've been trying to do my best to bring this knowledge and make it widely acceptable in uh, available in the industry, all the things that I've been doing in the industry the last 10 or 15 years kind of related to to that problem of not having enough knowledge. So if we're talking about the kind of the high, very, very high level overview of a hotel technology ecosystem, there are about 15 or between 15 and 20 different categories of technologies that exist. A lot of people don't even realize that, but if you ask a random person, what comes to mind when you talk about hospitality technology? They will say robots. Like for some reason, that's what they think about first. But in reality, 98% of that is software, right? It's it's like very small portion. Uh, I mean, how often do you see robots when you check into the hotel, right? There is hardware that is involved, of course, like checking kiosks and 
signage and, you know, different IT devices and this and that and iPads. But it's a very small portion compared to all these software technology solutions that exist. So as I mentioned, they are traditionally grouped into between 15 and 20 different categories. In my diagram that you mentioned that I recently designed, it came to me actually when I was mapping just like Mendeleev see, uh, saw his diagram of chemical elements in his sleep. That's a similar thing happened to me. I saw it in my sleep and I got up and just put it in, on a napkin and then put it in a, in a computer in a lucid charts diagram. And that literally happened just two weeks ago. Before we go any further, it, it probably seems like an impossible task to talk through this verbally. So if you're listening to the audio, you know, open up the show notes in your podcast app. Uh, click the link because we'll have the, the image up here. But I think, you know, everybody learns differently. And I think Absolutely. a complex thing like this, of course, is best seen visually. But I wanted to bring you on here to talk us through this. So hopefully everybody has this up on their phone or their computer. As Before we get into it, I wanted to to let them know we, we should probably do that before we attempt to just talk through it verbally because there's going to be Absolutely. a lot of moving pieces here. Yeah, visualization is everything. Uh, most people learn visually when they actually can uh, see uh, what people are describing. And and that's, the, of course, the main reason why I decided to put it together, because we can talk about it all day long. But having it in front of your eyes in a simplified manner, which that's what I do. So, again, if you're looking at the diagram, of course, at the center of attention is the property management system, the PMS. The reality is the PMS is at the center of our tech ecosystem. And the main reason is because it sits on the valuable reservation data. And then everything depends on that. So all the other, not all, but majority of other technology vendors, technology solutions have an integration dependency on the PMS because they can't function independently without this data. For example, if you take an RMS, if you take a CRM, they need to be fed with this data to function. You can't build an RMS and sell it as a standalone product. It's just not going to happen. I've been in those shoes. I know I know the pains. I've been through all the pains. So the integration dependency is real. And that's why, as of right now, PMS, and will probably always be the case, uh, the PMS is at the center. And uh, there are still hotels that don't even have that, but majority of hotels these days in the world have already adopted some form of a PMS solution. So that's Step number one to understand. After that, and PMS is uh, the center of the operations category. So the categories, the large ones that I kind of split the ecosystem is into is the operations. There is also distribution, which is the most complex because it's like the relationships there are very convoluted. Then we have the revenue management category and analytics, BI, kind of lumped together normally. We have sales and marketing, and we have kind of guest service, guest-facing type of technologies also kind of lumped together, though they serve very different purposes. So those are the high-level categories. And then within those, there are subcategories. So there are a bunch of different vendors that represent these categories, and they do many different things. For example, in the revenue management, we have the revenue management systems that kind of sit at the center of that category. But we also have supporting type of solutions, which they probably wouldn't agree with the title supporting. They would say we are the center of the universe, but in the complexity, they're smaller than the RMS. And that would be 
the upsell systems or rate shopping tools uh, that shop competitive pricing, market intelligence tools, and other BI solutions. So that's what sits kind of in the revenue management category. And then we have marketing and sales, which I perceive the center of that category, uh, that's the CRM system, because that's kind of the the most, I would say, widely adopted solution and the most popular one and probably the heaviest also. And there are also other things that surround these uh, the CRM system, and they are either complementary or absolutely independent, not independent in terms of their functionality, but again, most of them, they still have this integration dependency with with the PMS system. If we're talking about the distribution category, CRS is normally perceived as kind of the main player. However, it's important to understand, and I don't want to go too deep in the debris there, but it's important to understand that CRS is only in place if we're talking about branded chain properties, which um, is um, the, one of the biggest misconceptions in our industry is that uh, chain properties prevail and there are more of, the, of those than independent, but it's actually only about 10, 15%. In reality, if you take the entire database of hotels in the world, a vast majority of them are independent properties. They're smaller in this, in size in terms of the number of units, but it's an army. There's much more of those than chains, 10 hotels. And those uh, independent properties, they don't use a CRS. They don't need it. They use other tools. But CRS is still has this perception of the center of the distribution category. And then we have guest-facing technology, and that is broken down. This is where I would say the, the, the biggest representation of the hardware solutions lies in this category. And this is the hardware that exists in hotel rooms, uh, guest entertainment systems. That's the, where the robots actually fall under this category. If you see a robot as you walk in a hotel lobby, this is kind of part of that guest-facing technology solution. And then there are also software systems as well, like apps, customer service apps, where you can request extra towels or request early check-in technology that is guest-facing technology related to the check-in process where this uh, self-check-in type of uh, solutions that involve both software and hardware and many, many other things that you can think of that guest interacts with during the process of before booking, during the check-in during the booking process, during the check-in process, while staying at the property, and then also after checkout. So those are all the different types of solutions that exist in that category. So that's a very, very high-level overview of the diagram. And if you see it in front of your eyes, it becomes less scary, I would say. And it doesn't take long to grasp. You know, a few seconds, you look at it, and you become like, oh, okay, that actually makes sense. I appreciate you walking through that because... Not only did I find it useful, it looks like tens of thousands of other people found it, went viral. I have it up here. You can see all the engagement and it looks like people found it really useful. A question I would have, you know, at the at the end of the day, our listeners want to provide great hospitality, right? And so technology mm-hmm. beca- can become an enabler of that. What would your advice be for someone who is shopping for and evaluating technology? Because you've built a, a technology company and then you've worked in all these other capacities. Um, including on property and for these hotel groups, you've been an operator. Um, what have you found useful or what would you advise our listeners to do when they, they want to shop for the right technology in any of these categories? 
that's also a great question. So when I work with my customers, I always first start with, okay, what do you want to accomplish? Like, how do you run your business? And these are, you know, 50, 100 different use cases that you go through on a daily basis regularly. So you have to have this functionality or this, you know, specific type of logic or this specific type of data in this solution that, you know, that you're looking to acquire. We start from there and then we go and look at the uh, the vendors that are available in this specific category or other subcategory because it's, we have to drill down, of course, to a specific type of solution. And then we look at vendors that seem to to cover all these things or at least majority of them. And then you do demos with them and then you understand whether they do offer all of those things. And then you also start looking from the partnership standpoint, whether that vendor is going to be able to support you through this onboarding process and then maintaining the relationships going forward, being able to, uh, you know, respond to the service issues in a timely manner, constantly update the software, implement necessary enhancements when necessary. So there's a whole row of questions that come after actually, you know, looking at the demos and looking at the list of functionalities. It's, it starts with the use cases, right? What, what you want to do. And I think it's really important to uh, hear the experience of others, right? So you, you got to talk to the technology providers. You got to talk to partners. You need to talk to your peers and what their experience has been, because mm-hmm. most people are, are very honest in the industry, but, you know, you got to hear what it's really like from other hoteliers, right? And That's beyond true. just what a salesperson's telling you. And so I think you got to do all of this Absolutely. It's really hard to see in a demo what the real life is going to be like. In a demo, they won't, like, you normally don't have access to the actual functionality. They show you screenshots and, and beautiful graphs and charts and slides. And uh, of course, they're really good at selling and highlighting the positives, but definitely talking to a person who has worked with this solution in the past or maybe asking for a trial if it's possible. It's It's not always possible, actually, very. Very uh, rarely would that be possible in our environment to actually have a access to a trial for a specific period of time. But if it's possible, that would definitely recommend it. But also, again, also keep in mind that different solutions are good for uh, for different types of customers. So if you're if you are a limited service independent hotel, you're looking for a solution, and if you're talking to someone who is a GM of an upscale um, branded property, they might not enjoy this software. They may have tried it and said, no, it doesn't work for me, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to work for for you. So of course, absolutely keep in mind the the type of property you're dealing with or properties you're dealing with because um, different providers target different segments in our industry. It's good advice. And I think just to your point of, you know, why free trials aren't common, the difference between this and other types of software is typically within hotels, there's very much of an operational component to it. And to operationalize it, you have to go through implementation and integrations. And so it's, you know, I think for some consumer software or even B2B software that is, um, doesn't require that operational integration, you can flip something on and get access and see some of the value. But for many of the elements that you have illustrated in your graph, it takes a lot of work. And so it's sort of a mutual commitment to make that work. And so I think talking to others is, is a is a key piece. One thing I would be curious about here is is you look at the map that you've created. You've been involved in technology. You're really close to it. Where do you see this evolving over in the years ahead? What trends are you tracking that are fascinating you right now? 
Love it. And, and that's actually linked to what you were saying before about how much work is involved in onboarding a customer to a, a specific solution, customer signing up for, let's say, a PMS, a CRS, or a CRM, or an RMS. It shouldn't be that complicated. Like if uh, we're talking about other industries and uh, our parts of our lives, you don't need a three-month onboarding process to create a Netflix account, right? Or create a Facebook account. And of course, those solutions are, uh, arguably, they're not much less sophisticated than the PMS system, right? So I think that, and I, I'm seeing this happen already, the trend is eventually it will happen. It's going to be slow as everything in our industry. The trend is to move towards a true SaaS model where there is going to be a marketplace, which a lot of providers, PMS providers are already offering. It's a marketplace like an app store that you see on your phone, for example. You go there and you immediately see all the vendors that are already connected to this PMS provider, for example. And you would just click and get access, instant access, because the integration is already there and you know what the price is and they're going to be able to offer you a 30-day free trial. So it's going to be a true self-service SaaS model where you don't need, as a vendor, you won't need an army of salespeople to try to find you at a trade show, convince you to sign the contract before you even know what you're getting yourself into, a three-year contract, and then it's going to take three months to onboard, then you start using it, and only six months down the road you understand that it doesn't work for you. So... We are going slowly going away from that. We're slowly going away, uh, going towards the model where it works like software should work. True SaaS, where you click, you install, or you get access, and all the integrations are in place, and uh, all the different parts of the system are talking to each other, like you do with apps on your phone. That sounds attractive. It is very attractive. But I guess like, I mean, if I'm going back to what you're saying, like in your illustration, if the property management system is at the center, they're the, or like historically, they're the best position to have the app store. If you yeah. think about like any of these elements having the app store, the property mm -hmm. management makes sense because it's, it's like operating reservation system. data. Right. It's an operating system. Yeah. Okay. And so you got to find a property management system that has that sort of app store mentality. And I think you mentioned, you know, some uh, of them some are. Some already some do. More, yeah. Quite a few already yeah. do. The problem right now with those is that those that do, they still have a pretty small market share, but they're growing. The older dinosaur ones that have large market share, they are not there yet and they probably will never be. But that means that they will eventually die. Those who are not investing in building seamless integrations and an app marketplace, they will go out of business. So that's really no question about it. So the, the question is, out of those new players in the market in the PMS and CRS space, which ones are going to to stay and which ones are going to continue investing in these in the integrations and in seamless integrations and API first philosophy and building those marketplaces to make it to make the uh, acquisition the uh, technology adoption easier for the industry and then eventually because right now I don't know if you're aware we have about 1000 PMS providers on the market like literally about 1000 big yes not a lot of people understand and realize that. But so imagine if you're a vendor, you're an RMS system, which I have been in those shoes again. I've, I've gone through the pains. You're an RMS vendor. If you want to cover the entire market, if you want to be able to sell to all hotels, you have to build 1,000 integrations. And one thing is that if it was even possible, you would, if it was just a matter of resources and money, 
yes, you could probably raise some money to go do that. But the problem is 80% of those PMS providers not even going to make it possible for you. Like they don't care about you. They don't care about your business. A lot of them don't even have APIs to do that. So um, again, eventually after we continue evolving in the direction of these marketplaces, we're going to probably end up with 20, maybe 50 tops PMS providers that will be in the cloud, of course, seamless, uh, like user-friendly solutions, modern solutions as it should be, that will have this SaaS model, seamless integrations and app marketplace. And they would just uh, cover different types of, of our different segments of the market. So I don't think there is ever going to be two players like, like we have or one player like we have in the cell phone market. We have, you know, Android and iOS right now. I don't think that's going to be the case because our industry is very diverse and there are very many different types of properties that exist. So maybe we'll have 20, 50 PMS solutions that target those different parts of our industry, different types of lodging properties, you know, hotels, hostels, vacation rentals, whatnot, campgrounds, uh, outdoor lodging types of properties as well. So it's going to be just in this much smaller number eventually than what we have right now. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show on Instagram and YouTube. So if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 